Hello, I'm Alex Mansfield, the host of Manny Talk Shooting, and welcome to another episode. This is the shooting podcast where I talk to individuals all across the shooting industry. We'll talk competition, self-defense, concealed carry. If you like this content, check out our YouTube channel, Manny Talk Shooting. And without further ado, let's get to this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Manny Talk Shooting, the shooting podcast, where I talk to individuals on the internet because you listen, I guess. I mean, at least that's what my analytics say. But anyway, get to talk about our awesome sponsor, Go Fast, Don't Suck. If you need match jerseys, match banners for your match, you want some dry fire targets in the winter because, you know, you got free cash from Christmas that you don't know what to spend it on, go buy some dry fire targets. You probably need to dry fire. But anyway, check out GoFastDon'tSuck.net. They've got awesome products. Um, tell Manny sent you move on with your day. Without further ado, let's get to actually why we're here on the internet today, talking about the latest, greatest match that's going to come out in 2023, uh, the Buckeye Blast. It's being reformed. It's being refabulated. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to talk about some of the guys behind the match, uh, Mr. Corey Katz and Mr. Brad Crumey. How are you doing today, gentlemen? Yeah, not too bad, man. Great. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for sitting with me the day after Christmas. So we're all going to have some fun, but let's get into this today. Um, we're sitting down with my friend Corey and Brad, but uh, Corey, for people who don't know you, how, who are you and how'd you get into shooting? Um, my name is Corey Katz. I've been in shooting since um, probably like 2009 in shooting and 2013, 14 in USPSA. Um, growing up, my mom never wanted to have a gun in the house. And eventually my dad said, no, 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 we're going to have a gun. And that kind of snowballed into us meeting some people that shot USPSA, snowballed into my dad and I shooting USPSA, and now all three of us shoot USPSA. So been an RO for a couple of years now, CRO, and run stats at a lot of the local majors up Area 5 and around this area. So a lot of fun and love getting out and shooting. Yeah, but a lot of people must mistake you for Mr. Uh, Corey Shield, right? Yeah, so everyone mistakes me for Corey Shield because I shoot with Corey and I run his buffer system. Um, so, you know, I just tell them that I'm the better Corey, but he's the smarter Corey. It's all good. I, I don't know it'd be the other way around because he is a GM and you're only a master, right? I, I'm the better person, no. Oh, Corey's oh, a great okay. guy. Um, yeah, but for both of them, it's in PCC, so it doesn't really matter. Right. I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of true. Thanks, Brad. Shooting a rifle at a pistol match? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Corey hasn't heard that before, right? Oh, every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if anyone's interested, go back, watch the Corey Sheila episode. That was a great conversation with Corey. We go over about the buffer. So go check that one out. And then we're sitting down with my buddy, Brad. Brad, who, who are you and how'd you get into shooting? Yeah. So, hey, guys, Brad Crummy. You've probably seen me in the most recent issue of USPSA magazine as one of the new range masters. So if you want to really read my intro, you can read that one. Um, so I, I got into you know, some, some form of practical shooting in around 2013. It was IEPA. Don't hate me. Um, and, uh, a couple years later, you know, I had made like master in IEPA and I'm like, Hey, I'm the hot shit. Right. So I go shoot USPSA match. Thought I was going to be hot shit there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not, not the case at all. Um, so, uh, decided I was going to dedicate everything to USPSA. Um, so like I said, started in 2015, uh, I've been a certified RO since 2017, certified CRO since 2018. And um, as you know, most of you know, at this point now, um, or actually all of you know, at this point now, I guess, uh, I'm one of the newest certified range masters here in USPSA. Um, so I'll be the range master of three matches this year. Um, the first one's going to be the Kentucky low cap, um, classic, which, uh, is going to be an awesome kind of reimagining of uh, battle in the bluegrass. If you guys remember that match. Um, 
And of course, this would be Buckeye Blast, where I'm one of the range masters alongside Paul Hernandez, who's been you know kind of a staple at ranges around Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana for you know uh, longer than I've been in the sport for sure. And then I'm I'm also going to be one of the range masters at Area Six this year. So uh, going to be uh, going to be a good time. Um, hope to see everybody on the range. Um, you guys know me; I'm a pretty easygoing dude, so um, don't like to to deal with any bullshit or anything like that. Just no, you should make sure Brad is. has to deal with bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's usually what Corey Corey does. I mean he he was the the chrono guy at one of the the matches I was uh, RM assistant at last year, and uh, he he made my life hell. Yeah, he, not Brad not really. My chrono my uh, mag gauge, it's all good. Yeah, well, I mean you were the only one talking on the radio at that match, the only one. <laughs> because my my radio was the only one that worked. I mean that's true. I, I yeah, I mean that range needs some radios. We got to give that match some love, I guess. They need some money. <laughs> They they definitely need some love. The, the attendance this year wasn't great, so uh, but hopefully was, we can we can fix that. Yeah, hopefully yeah, so we're... anybody that wants to go, in addition to Buckeye Blast, you should go to Ryan Rocks up in Michigan. It's a great cause. Um, Bob and Kristen really do great things for kids up there. So mm-hmm. yes, they do. They are fantastic. And uh, I gotta I guess I gotta talk to Jeffrey. It's about time he sends me an email about signing up for his match. <laughs> nah, he's he's too worried about football right now. Oh, well, that's true. Not as not as important as Dan is with his football, because he doesn't love us, and he's going to go watch a football game. I think he's doing like family Christmas today, but yeah, family yeah, Christmas I mean, today. His son's in the Ohio State marching band. He's a sousaphone player. I mean, he's going to go dot the i one of these days. It, it's cool. We'll give him yeah. a pass. Just yes. Yeah. No, we'll we'll give him passes for that. I mean, uh, Troy gave him a pass at uh, Carryoffice Nationals to to go back home. Because it was his son's first time marching as a as an actual you know in the band player, right? So he left for like a a day and a half from Carryoffice Nationals, went back to Ohio from from Bama, and yeah, Dan, watched him play, and then flew back down to, to to Bama to finish up the match. He told me he was thinking about he might have had to do that, and I'm like, "You're going to drive, aren't you?" He's like, "No, I'm going to fly." So he he drove over to Atlanta, flew up was home for a day after the game drove or flew back down and drove over and was only gone for a day from the range. Yep. Wow. And this, that was after he had his RM, um, council, what, what, what is it called? It was before it was before the, the range master kind of review board, um, that, that we do. There was actually four of us that, that went through that review board. Yeah. Three Dan's and, and, and a Brad. Three Dan's and me. Right. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to those guys too. Um, not just Dan click, but also Danny Minter, and uh, Danny's Lotnick, those those guys are, are cool dudes too. Yeah, and then there was a couple more review boards, but at High Cap at uh, Racecon, wasn't there? Uh, probably. Uh, I mean, normally, I mean, that's kind of how they do it in the Range Master program, um, without giving away too much of the detail because it'll get boring for some people. Um, they, you know, they put people in the program. You you apply at the end of the year. You you start the program in like January. And if you can finish it within the first year, you don't have to. But if you can finish it in the first year, you'll go to your review at one of the nationals matches that are later in the year. Um, so like Dan and I, Dan, Dan, Dan and I uh, did carry optics nationals uh, this year. I guess it's not it's not 2023 yet. I keep saying last year like it's 23, but uh, it's only because I haven't shot any matches since uh, since like October. So yeah, same here. Yeah, my season's been long over. It's it's the new year, baby. We're getting ready. That's for sure. But um, how long, now I'm curious, how long did it take you to start the RM program to finish? 
So I started in January of 22, and uh, my review was at Carapics Nationals, which was in September. Oh, so okay. about nine months. Thank you. I heard Kyle Stevens, who's also an RM, um, he basically went through the program in like three and a half months. That's because he is also, I don't think he does, he works from home, stuff yeah. like that. So he's got yeah, yeah. Kyle, Kyle's one of those guys. He's a, he's a younger dude like me. I think he's still in his 30s. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he had RM to matches before as well. So he had some experience going into it. Uh, it's really similar with uh, Russell Fortney, who, who got certified in 21. Um, Russell... I think he's, he, when I talked to him, he said he completed all the like, paperwork and homework stuff that you got to do for it because it's pretty extensive. Um, I think he said he finished it in like just a couple months and then was everything else was going and gaining experience. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, Brad, you got lucky. You get you had multiple different um, experience opportunities, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I kind of sought them out too right so i was like yeah um when's my actual ride along going to be that was at area six last year so it was early in the year uh and then uh, i had another opportunity at ryan rocks um as well because gary didn't have a, a student uh, gary johnson being the normal range master at ryan rocks he, he didn't have a student so um i asked him hey can i you know assist an rm at ryan rocks this year he was uh, kind enough to allow me to do that mm-hmm yeah, Gary's a great dude. I, I I love Gary's dedication to the sport, and he he's awesome. And he's but, not as mean as he looks. No, he's not as mean as he looks. Just bring him some coffee, and he looks extra happy. Bring him some coffee, and and for after hours, some rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that we uh, staff just go drink at the hotel after the match. So I mean, if you all want to bring booze to the after the match, we'd love you. Just find our hotel, and and we'll sit around and we'll bullshit and drink with you all night too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't realize that. That's the fun part. Like, screw, screw the shooting part or the match. Like, what's the drinking afterwards? Yeah, and and Ken and crew at Area Five this year were kind enough enough to give us uh, what I affectionately refer to as my uh, whiskey sippy cup. Yes, I still that's in that's in the match bag. That's in the match like box. <laughs> it's like yep, yep, right in there. Yeah, the the hotel's great too. It's right next to a liquor store. You know, if you run out, you can go get more two minutes away from the mat from the um the range so hung over in the morning yeah. i ripped my pants last year at area five went back to the hotel changed my pants wait you rip when did you rip your pants i gotta hear this story because like i didn't hear about this i was i went down on one of the low ports and i was wearing a pair of shorts that didn't have any give and they, they gave <laughs> oh so i mean I, I feel your pain Corey. we're both big dudes right yeah. so um it happens it yeah. does happen. Um, I, I know now to uh, wear pants that have a little bit of elastic in them, you know, so that way when you go down on a low port, they don't rip out. They just stretch. Right. Yeah. And then I learned about one of these. If anyone's watching the video format, it's a it's it's one of these babies. 15 stogies in here. There's a, don't don't judge me because there's not that many in here, but that's what it can fit. I wonder where you learned about it from. I know, right? I mean, if, if, yeah. you're, gonna buy, if you're gonna buy the five, just get the fifteen, y'all. Like, oh, see, even, but even better, get the Hunter's HD Gold box for your glasses. Get two of them, one for stogies and one for glasses. That's brilliant. Oh, that is a that's, good idea. That's what I've got. Yeah. See, I, I do the fifteen and a five, right? Yeah. So, but but I'm like that weirdo on the range who's like smoking stogies all day long every day. Yeah. Right? See, yeah, yeah. See, don't judge me on my cutter because, like, I just had to get one of those cheap, like. Oh, like, dude, I'm going to have to get you a good cutter now. I mean, I, I need to get a good cutter. That's that's the sad part. But I need more stokies. And luckily, there's a decent cigar shop in town. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring you some next match we're together at, too. Yeah. Cigar bids. 
Go on cigar bids. Cigar bid is good, yeah. It's just kind of addicting. You you go on to buy like one lot, and you end up like fifth with like fifteen lots, and now you need a tub of door to store all your cigars. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I probably got like three hundred and fifty sticks in my humidor over here. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's pretty baller. But I, I guess we should start talking about this match before we just get derailed and no one's like, what the fuck are these motherfuckers talking about all day? <laughs> yeah, no shit. We've been talking about all sorts of other matches and other shit. Let's let's get on it. Yeah. So, um, Corey, you're kind of the details guy. Um, when is the Buckeye Blast for anyone like needs that top-level information? That's a great question. Buckeye Blast is the first weekend of May in 2023, which the dates would be um, May 4th through the 7th. A great time. It's right before what Area Six, right? Yeah, weekend before yeah. Area Six, weekend after the uh, Kentucky, Kentucky low, low cap. cap. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to be busy for three weeks in a row since I'm range mastered all three of those. It's going to yeah. be fun. No but one tell least... Brad's work that he's not working those three weeks though. Oh, yeah. they know. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you can work what two days a week, right, from home, and then get on the road and get to where you I can work. Go. I can work from anywhere in the world, so I'm I'm good to go. Oh, there you go. That's pretty freaking. So we got fourth, fourth through the sixth, right, Corey? Yeah, fourth through the seventh. No, oh, seventh. Yeah, because you're doing, which is I think is interesting. Everyone gets two half days, so really two full days of shooting, but you're only shooting half a day. Right. So it's gonna be um gonna be different from past years. Thirteen stages plus chronograph, shot in two half day formats. So the staff are gonna shoot Thursday afternoon, Friday morning. Competitors have an option between Friday afternoon, Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone's going to be gone by lunchtime um, on Sunday. So, See, that's actually really nice. Um, so that's something that was similar to how we did Area 6 uh, last year. It was, they had a full day and half day. So you had options where you could do, you know. Yeah, there's going to be like two squads right now that are set up as full days just for those people that can't do the half days for whatever reason. Yeah, it's but a good option. Keep it, keep it small, you know, two squads right now. Yeah, it was really nice, though, because, you know, I drove to North Carolina for, for the match, right? And it was Sunday afternoon. We were, we were done. Um, scores were in. I mean, the, the range was mostly uh, torn down before most people would have been finished shooting on a Sunday, right? So um, it was really good to be able to, you know, get in the, in the car and, and hightail it out of there and actually get home on Sunday in a, in a decent time. Mm-hmm. In Area 6, that's, that was in Rowan, right? Uh, so Salisbury, North Carolina, it's okay. going to be the same, same place. Yeah. Rowan, Rowan County, um, practical shooters, I think is the, the name of the range down there. It's the same place this year. Um, it's, it was there in 20 and 21. Um, I, I think, no, no, there's 21, 22, also 23 mm-hmm. are, um, are all three there and uh, nice facility, um, for that. But, uh, I think that's one of the big things about Buckeye speaking of facilities that, uh, we got going for us this year, uh, at, you know, Cardinal Shooting Center there in Marengo is super nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the new the new range is 25 minutes north of Columbus. So there's tons of stuff to do, plenty of hotels. So bring your families. There's stuff to do in Columbus. There's the zoo, COSI, all that good stuff. Um, there's a campground on the range. So there are pe- those people that like to camp, you can camp right there. Um, you can yeah. literally, there's hookups like, you can see yeah, the camper on the range. Yep. Um, there's, and it's right off of 71. So it's super easy to get to. Um, the, the only downside is that there's only 21 days 
you know, so yeah, just only right. Yeah. Only 21 bays. The small, yeah. the small range, you know, 21 bays. Um, no, just kidding. There's, we're going to have, it's going to be a great match. Um, great facility. We've got two nationals there next year too. So. And there's a, I'm a, from what I'm hearing, there's a plan to expand still, right? Um, there's definitely, so we just expanded, um, over this year, we've had 12 bays. We just expanded and added another nine. Um, so there's a total of 21 usable pistol bit, like practical shooting bays. Plus there's another 10 or 15, um, concrete walled bays that you can shoot like straight down the lane for. So even at nationals, there's going to be plenty of space to do like warm ups and stuff like that over in the other bays. And we don't have a, any restrictions on when we have to start shooting or when we have to stop shooting so we can get there and shoot early, you know, so we're starting at eight o'clock for the, for um, Buckeye and it's also going to be staff reset. That's so another thing we're kind people. of, we're borrowing from area six. Um, got, we're short on a couple staff members, but we're, I mean, we're, we're close. Oh yeah. We're but we got plenty of time. Five before, months you know, out, yeah. You'll, everyone yeah. who decides like, Oh, I want to work the match now instead of shoot it. No. And then there's a lot of staff who don't even shoot matches. Like a lot of the older guys, they just come and work your match. Like, like Paul or Jay Warden, you know, they're just like, you know, they'll be there. Right. Yeah. And actually uh, both will be there, of course. So Paul's going to be the other range master along with me. And then Jay Warden, he's doing chronograph, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the fun. Yeah. I mean, the, probably the original plan was uh, Brad, well, Paul and uh, Jay were going to work chrono together because to the chrono homies. <laughs> They are. I mean, they did a couple national matches last year, and Jay, um, he was actually my mentor for the RM program. He he knows chronograph backwards, forwards, upside down, you know, reverse. You know, he he knows that that job. So uh, everybody going through chronograph, they're going to get a really good experience. Yes, not as no great because. Not as great because our friend Bob is no longer here with us to tell us yeah, stories. Yeah, rest in peace, Bob Clift. I'm gonna miss that guy. Yeah, Chronograph's a kind of a cool job though. Um, so I I worked it at, at uh, Ryan Rocks last year, and it's interesting to go through and actually read the rules for, not just for the RO class or the CRO class, but read the rules to actually learn what they mean. Um, mm -hmm. and you know I know Brad, you went through it last year too. Yeah, I had to. Well, yeah, <laughs> right? you went through it at Kentucky. Um, yep. Yeah, which I'm going to be repeating that at uh, the Kentucky match this year. I'm going to be chrono at uh, Kentucky again. You and Sven? Uh, I, I don't know. It's actually going to be me and Hernandez. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. That'll be, be pretty. Yeah, but that's the sectional, right? Yeah, it's a Kentucky sectional uh, a little bit later in the year that uh, I'll be at as chrono officer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be freaking awesome. But yeah, um, staff reset. So you've got mostly enough staff or participants to do the staff reset. So you're still looking for some people. Um, so it seems like what you're gonna have at least three range officers on each bay. I'm assuming. Yeah, plus so that's others. the plan is to have three range officers, about five, um, four to five total staff members per bay. Um, depending on you know long courses, we're gonna put more staff members. If it's just a short course, or it's no need to put five staff members to yeah, maybe put a helper there targets. along with them. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so there, there's an advantage to to staff reset that a lot of people probably don't think of, um, and that's you know you don't get pre-pasted targets 
like you would when competitors are are pacing. Not that competitors try to do that, right? I don't think that they're you know out to to cheat or anything like that. That's not absolutely not the case. But it happens, right? It's, I've I've done it. I'm sure you guys have probably done it, right? It's like yeah, I thought that target was scored. I pasted it. ROs didn't see it, right? Um, staff reset helps with that, right? So the the guys who are resetting the targets, they just they they get in a groove, just like we do as range officers, right? And they they follow the the flow of of the stage and everything gets reset. Um, as an example, at Area Six last year, um, we had zero instances of pre-pasted targets because it was staff reset, right? So that has not just the advantage of not having the the pre-pasted targets, but that reduces the number of reshoots you have to have for those sort of things. It makes the match flow a lot faster. Um, the unfortunate part for a lot of competitors is that it could raise their, their match fees, right? So I think um, that's one thing you'll see that's maybe a little bit different this year. I think the match fee is slightly higher than it was in years past. Yeah, um, so we're at 200. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but realistically looking in comparison to other matches around the area, we're not significantly higher than the rest. No, no. I don't think so. Most are 150 to 175 for, for a, a level two match. And then right. area matches are going to be, you know, 250 uh, ish. And then of course, nationals is, is nationals. That's um, in the 300 plus range. Right? Well, and even area two is higher than nationals. Like area, area two is out absorbent amount of money. And I don't even think it's staff reset. Well, that's Phoenix though. Uh, I mean, th those guys, they, they're, you know, they're crazy out there. They have tons and tons of shooters. So they have a, a lot of things to take care of, right? Mm -hmm. There's a huge range and, um, you know, in the middle of the desert there in, in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess this is a decent sideways question. So you typically at area two, you'll see one or two classifiers in the match, right? What's your mm -hmm. opinion on putting a classifier in a level two or above match? I've seen it um, to, and this is just my opinion. To me, it's kind of a cop-out. Right, like you, you couldn't design a stage to, to fit in that space that would be fun and challenging. Um, so you put a classifier in. On the other hand, you do have folks who like shooting classifiers and they might want to see it at a level two. You're not typically going to see them at a level three. Um, you'll see the ones that are, you know, um, possible new classifiers at nationals. They've been doing that for a few years now, where they they um, they add, you know, what end up turning into to classifiers at nationals, but they start out as regular stages, right? I mean, if you have to, uh, and you have a really, you know, uh, if you're space constrained or you you have, you know, lack of equipment or something like that, and you want to put classifiers in, by all means, go ahead and do it, right? But, you know, for me as a shooter, this is not me as a range official, but for me as a shooter, I would much rather see um, a nice short course or speed shoot or something in one of those, uh, one of those little bays where you would normally put a classifier. Yeah, I think from coming from the the match, you know, I'm I'm not the match director for Buckeye, but I'm helping the team with stages and stuff like that. Coming from our perspective and and my perspective as a range official and a and someone who does some stage design, you can test things by putting stages out. So put stages on the ground. We were talking about this a little earlier. If you have hallways or ports that are low ports, that you're testing skill. I don't feel as though the classifiers do a great job of testing all the well-rounded skill set. They test one specific thing. So to put a classifier in a major is really leaving, you're leaving something on the table where you could be testing multiple different skills in 
one stage or one bay. Yeah, I agree with that in general, although I do have to say some of the newer classifiers from the last couple of years, uh, they do a better job of testing oh, more skills. Sure. They, they at least have some like shooting on the move and um, you know multiple positions and those sort of things, which which is really good. Um, but yeah, some of those older like you know shot out classifiers that we've got, I mean, putting them in a, in a level two or higher match just it's, it doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see um, El Prez at Buckeye Blast. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, hopefully you don't see El Prez much of anywhere at this point because I think shot out to hell. Yeah, I mean, you could do a side match of El Prez. That, I mean, that would be kind of fun doing a side match or like a shoot off or something like that. Um, yeah. So yeah. like they did the Karyopis Nationals last year, where fastest person to put, you know, however many alphas in the target was one who won. I think that Isaac Lock would win that one. That dude is amazing. Yeah. He walked away with some serious cash. I mean, like we don't walk away with cash anymore. Usually, you're just going in more debt for this crap. But he came out with some. He came out ahead. One thing to keep in mind that's um, kind of a cool part about the staff reset too is once you're done shooting the stage, there's nothing that's really tying you to that stage other than, you know, the camaraderie of being with the squad. But if you want to go and talk to Bryant um, with Hunter's HD Gold or talk to Bill Duda, you can walk away from the stage if you're not resetting it. And as long as you're on your stage for the next, you know, for, for your next stage when you're up, you're good to go. So I think yeah. that helps our, that helps our sponsors. And if we do a side match, for example, that'll allow people to, to sneak away and go chit chat with sponsors and, and, um, and shoot that side match while they're out mm -hmm. on the range. Has Brian confirmed if he's going to be a Buckeye? Um, not a hundred percent, but Brian is definitely a stage sponsor. Oh, well that's, well, I mean, yeah, that's fabulous. That's the good part about it. Brian, Brian's too mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, yeah, he, he sponsors like every match in, on the planet at this point. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And he's kind of a staple at uh, at least all the, the major matches I've been to for the last couple of years. Super cool dude. I mean, and if you guys haven't seen, I, I doubt there's many people who listen to the podcast who haven't seen Hunter's HD gold. Um, they're good products too. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, now that I've tried the rubies, I think I like the rubies more than the golds, but, but that's just me. I've got a pair of both and I'm, it depends on the weather. It depends on a bunch of things. Like if it's an overcast day, I'm going to wear the golds. But if mm -hmm. it's a super bright day, um, especially shooting a dot, rubies really make the red dot pop. Yeah, Brad, do you still know how those bumpy things work? Yeah, man. That's home for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's... I don't do those bumpy things. <laughs> I mean, I love shooting a dot gun. Don't get me wrong. Um, I shot open for several years, and I, I, of course, still got my open guns. And it is by far probably the most fun division. But uh, there's just something about PCC is really fun too. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's just like your opinion, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, single stack is home for me. I like the skinny gun. I like low cap. Um, adds another element of skill that you need in order to, to complete the stages and stuff with reloads and, you know, moving um, mm -hmm. a little bit differently than you would with a high capacity gun. Yeah. And I think that we, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but you know, with the 13 stages um, you have, you're going to figure out and try to get the most stages from both Ohio sections, right? Yeah, I mean, this is something that we've been doing for the Buckeye Blast for several years. The the previous match director, Kevin Sanders, lovely guy. He he's a great MD, um, but I think he was getting a little burnout, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what he would do is he would you know pull the um, 
all the clubs in Ohio and say, hey, send, send me some stage designs. Um, hope, you know, preferably new ones, of course. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll pull the best stages from, from each of the sections. And, and they didn't really do it by section. They just basically did it by, by club in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, for the last several years, he, he's done it that way. I see no reason to change that because it, it's worked really well. We've had some, some great uh, stages at the Buckeye Blast for, for the last several years. The big um, thing is you, we've all been to those majors or, and definitely the club matches where every stage looks the same or feels the same because the, there's one stage designer that's doing the whole match and he, they've got their flair and their flair is awesome. Yep. But if you bring in five different stage designers or even three different stage designers for 13 stages, now you've got a variety that we're able to put down on the, on the ground and what, Dan's skill and, and Brad's and mine and Paul's skill becomes is making sure that we're not testing the same skill too many times. You know, so if, if Brad submits a couple stages and I submit a couple stages, we might be testing the same skill, but then we hand choose and say, okay, Brad's stage on this makes most sense. My stage over here makes the most sense based on a bunch of different things, but based on stage yeah. construction within the bay, you know, what skills we're testing because you don't want to see we can stronghand every single stage, but you want to see it once at a major. Yeah. Yeah. The same, same thing with low ports, right? I mean, you, right. You, you get a stage with a low port or a couple with a low port, you know, in a row and people are just like, okay, this is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Doing it once. Okay. You know, maybe twice for a, a big match where you got, you know, 15 to 20 stages. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Um, but you know, doing it all the time wouldn't make a lot of sense. Same thing with um, stages that people like to call track meets, right? Where you have to do a lot of running, right? Um, remember, it's a shooting sport, right? Running is definitely a part of what we would have to do sometimes, but you shouldn't be testing that skill on every single stage. The yeah, other I, thing we do, um, just to, to kind of mention this, right, is we, we want to make sure that the stages that get submitted are safe, um, make sure they, they, you know, are within the rules. I'm going to put my RM hat on now. Right. Um, we do a lot of debugging beforehand. Right. So sometimes they don't make a lot of sense. Um, and, um, either we'll change things or we'll say, Hey, let's, let's not use this stage just because of, you know, these couple of things we'll have either have to completely change it, you know, away from the stage designer's original intent, um, which, you know, c- kind of defeats the purpose of having that stage designer do it or, um, There'll be something that, you know, we, we realize as, you know, that, you know, top level range official that, hey, this is not something that we want to have because it might cause, you know, it might be a safety issue or it might be, um, you know, a match flow issue even, right? So making sure the stages are in the right spot on the range is, is really important as well. Yeah, there's so much that goes into match design and construction before we even get out on the range. Um, we're looking at, staffing right now we're looking at sponsors right now we're looking at um the match opening in the next week there's and then that's that's just right now and in a month from now we're going to be looking at stage design and squatting and making sure that all that stuff looks good so you know there's so many different moving parts and alex you you've you're seeing it now too as match director for uh michigan section it's kind of eye-opening yeah, and a lot of the basic club members or stat, um, shooters don't understand what it takes to go and pick a date for a match or how to get it on the calendar. It's There's so many more moving parts than, I like this weekend, we'll pick this one. No, like you got to see if it's okay. You got to figure out if it's going to work at your club. And then 
you got to get it probably approved by a board because you know dates are important and shotgunners love to uh, uh ruin your day <laughs> um then other clubs are like other clubs in your section you don't want to you typically probably want to run it on your weekend that you're supposed to run in your section depending on your bylaws like in the michigan section like if your weekend if you have to have a match on a weekend that's not your club's weekend that you normally shoot you need to ask permission from the other clubs on that weekend like, or at least let them know, right? You know, say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and that that's how it's worked for the Buckeye Blast for you know the last several years, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, it started off being Memorial Day weekend, right? It was always Memorial Day weekend, and that was pretty safe to you know not interfere with other matches that were going on, right? And that's changed a little bit for other reasons, right? You mentioned you know. Uh, club, you know, politics, for lack of a better term, coming in, right? There's also, um, I've seen, you know, since I started shooting, just the number of matches that are there that are available to shoot. You know, level two matches have just exploded over the last five years. And monthly. Right? We, I mean, realistically, and, and, and monthly matches, matches too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here in Ohio, we're kind of a uh, kind of a hotbed for practical shooting. We have tons of clubs in Ohio. I mean, we're we're split up into two sections in the state. Right, which mm-hmm. you know, most of the the states are their own section. Like Kentucky, for instance, they're just one section. Right, we have two in Ohio. Um, I'm the, the South section coordinator as well, and we have like five clubs in the South section. Right, that uh, we we like to coordinate. Um, it's one of the reasons we that and many other things we haven't done the South section match yet. Right, um, our clubs are a little bit smaller than a couple of those in the North section. Right. North has Briar Rabbit, which is where Buckeye Blast has been for the last several years. Uh, Crooked Creek um, up, up in the north there outside of Cleveland, which is a, a nice facility where the battle for the North Coast is. Um, they're big enough. They can they can actually handle all of the logistics that are necessary for a level two match. Whereas, you know, the clubs that we have in the south section, um, there's always you know, at least one aspect of the facility that you need that we can't necessarily accommodate for a big match. Right. Um, like parking. Right. That's one thing that, that luckily at Cardinal parking is not going to be an issue at all. Right. There's plenty of spots. Parking, they, they make more parking. I mean, well, right. So that's the other thing. It, but yeah, that's the other thing um, is just the, the amount of um, time and effort and you know investment that goes into the facility there at Cardinal is, is you know, really, really good. Just the fact that we can go from not having a club there at all a couple of years ago to, to now being able to host nationals um, says a lot about the owners of the facility and, and what they want to put into the sport. Yeah, the first uh, match was actually a steel challenge match there in in September of 21 was the first ever match in like USPSA steel challenge arena. And now they do like, um, they do scholastic steel there. They do other things there. Um, and obviously a ton of shotgun stuff. But yeah, the first scholastic clays is there. Yeah, the, right. the big national scholastic clays has been there. I mean, they have 52 trap fields. So yeah, uh, they've got sporting clays. So, they've got trap. They've got skeet. They've got everything. They've got camping. Don't forget the camping because you, you know camping. you know Walt's going to bring his camper down there instead. <laughs> he ain't going to oh, go that yeah, far. Oh, well, he he would be silly not to. Oh right. yeah. There's nothing better than staying on the range. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. Except except for maybe going back to the match hotel and drinking whiskey with the uh, the ROs. Yeah, a fair point. Yeah, it, um, I was out in, I was out at a PCC match a couple years ago, back in twenty one or twenty, and the match had a 
hotel on the range. So they put up, it's like a little bunkhouse and it was awesome because you needed to be call time was seven o'clock, wake up at six 45, walk downstairs. You're, you're good to go Yeah. and sit out and drink whiskey and, and smoke cigars on the front patio. Yeah. For folks familiar with rock castle shooting center, right. That was very similar. Rock castle has a, has a hotel right there as well. That you can stay at it's you know, right by the range. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's really, really nice to be able to not have to, you know, wake up in your uncomfortable hotel room two hours before you have to be at the range just to be able to get to the range on time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or driving through the back hills of Kentucky trying to find the turn and not hit the dogs that are always in the road. <laughs> oh, you must be talking about getting the bluegrass. <laughs> Leif, you got some dogs to clean up, buddy. <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, and I don't think that's really Leif's problem. No, it's but, definitely not Leif's problem. He's got yeah, enough but, problems. I mean, it's, it, it's Kentucky. It's in the hills around you know, Lexington, um, it's horse country, right? So it's spread out a lot. So the horses have places to graze and run. So, yeah, I don't, I don't fault the club there because that club is amazing. Not at all. That's by by far one of my favorite clubs to go to. It's such a beautiful piece of property. Um, it's, it's a conservation club that shoots on it. And it's, I mean, they've got some huge number of acres and it's a, it's a gorgeous piece of property and a gorgeous area to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still haven't made it down to Kentucky, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get down there maybe this year. It all depends. My my freaking schedule's Kentucky Lookout Classic, bro. Come shoot like a production gun or something. What? Wait, you? I ha- I don't have one of those. Alex doesn't. You have can borrow one. Doesn't have a dot on it. Yeah, that that is true, Corey. I don't. Well, that's well. No, I've got a carry gun that doesn't have a dot on it. Dot on it yet. <laughs> yeah, you just take the dot off your carry optics gun. It'll be fine. I don't have irons on it. <laughs> There's a problem. You could shoot limited oh. ten with his uh with his open gun without the dot on it. Just take the dot on it. Put some like glue on some some sites some bumpy sites <laughs> i mean if you want to shoot another division just let me know i can let you borrow something i've got guns for every division except for pcc and revolver and don't worry i've got i've got pccs oh i thought you said you're gonna have revolver <laughs> but uh i mean some people yeah like some people would ju- like how can this level two match justify it so we've got 13 stages and two half days with staff reset with staff reset comes more staff aka how we got we got to pay for that shit so competitors are gonna have to pay up a little more than normal but you get a better match experience long as the matches ran well. And that's the match facilitators. I wouldn't say problem, but they have to figure that out. Um, which oh, but, I think it, but it is our problem, right? Yeah. You know, us, us being the match facilitator, I mean, Corey's going to end up doing stats like he yeah. always does. Uh, I'm one of the range masters and with Dan, uh, who also is a range master, but uh, is, is the match director. We have a vested interest in making sure the match goes well, right? We we're there to make sure that the competitors have a fun time, to make sure things flow well, to make sure the match goes off without a hitch, right? I mean, my, my primary concern as range master, of course, is safety, right? But if we have all the safety stuff nailed down, then then I, I've got a team that I'm working with, right? Not that I'm the one in charge, but the team that we're working with, we know each other pretty well. We work a bunch of matches together. Um, and we, we kind of know the things that we need to do to get these, the stuff done to make sure the competitors have a good time, mm-hmm. right? Now, the two half-day thing, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but um, that's just me personally, right? Mm-hmm. I think it could, it could go really well because, um, you know, thinking about some of the bigger matches I've been to where you've got, you know, 13, 15, 17 stages in the match, right, and trying to shoot it all in one day, right? That's painful. I mean, physically painful, literally, for, for a lot of us, right? So splitting things up, you know, gives you that little bit of rest that you need between some of the stages. Since it's 13 plus chrono, that's, you know, essentially seven stops a day, right? Which, that's a pretty good number. 
uh, I think for it's actually going to be two, six two stops. Out. There's going to be a uh, two a double bay, bay. one, two double one bays. with chronograph, yeah. and it might not even be a double bay, but it's going to be a double time slot, like a, a two stages in one time slot. Oh, so so like you have a stage, then go immediately to chrono after you're done with that stage. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's similar to how we, we do it at nationals. Um, exactly. At the nationals that have been down in Talladega, we you know had double bays at every match I've been to down there. Yep. Right. I mean, um, it's not worth going to nationals for 14, 15 stages. Mm-hmm. You I mean, and plus they they do three half days, so it's right. yeah, it, it it's interesting you say that because if you look in the rule book at the number of stages that are supposed to be in the different level of matches, right? I think national says it's supposed to be like six. Six or eight, something like that. It's uh, it's not that many, and we've just gone way far beyond, you know, what was originally conceived um, when those rules were were written. Right? But right. I mean, when when there are um, club matches that are putting on nine stages, yeah. our our uh, no, November that's a cardinal. Match, that's what cardinal does, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we put nine stages on the ground for November. You know, there's some matches where some months where we can't just due to other commitments on the range, but for November, we put nine stages down. That was more than what would be required at a nationals. Why would someone drive down to Talladega to go shoot six stages when I put nine stages down for a quarter for not even? Oh a yeah, I, 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 I totally no, I totally get that, I, and I agree. Right? Um, it's just we we've been pushing the as as a sport, right? We've been oh, pushing sure. the envelope with with the amount that we shoot. At, at these matches, right? And I think it's it's good to kind of, you know, give a little bit of rest time between, you know, two days of shooting or two half days of shooting uh, for competitors. Now, they're gonna be more money out of pocket. I can't say they're not gonna be, right? Because um, it means another night at a hotel if they have to stay in a hotel. It means, you know, more, a little bit more driving um, for them, those sort of things, right? Um, so yeah, they're gonna be out a little bit more money. Theoretically, and, and most of your major competitors are going to stay in a hotel on, you know, the night before the match, and then then probably, and then obviously the night in between the two days. But theoretically, if you're from say Cleveland or Cincinnati, Brad, you could drive up on, say, you're shooting Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. You could drive up Friday morning, go Absolutely. out walk stages, shoot Friday afternoon, get a hotel room, shoot Saturday, and um, and then jet after you're after you're done on saturday afternoon yeah i mean my, my drive from cincinnati is about two and a half hours right. so i could i could easily do that same thing for for folks from the cleveland area right it's gonna be about yeah, the sure. same distance so um, anyone, that's actually anyone in ohio could do that yeah easily yeah, anyone in ohio can do that for sure but, it's the folks from outside of ohio that, that are going to have a little bit more um you know consternation i'll say um, that and but, the people that are really serious about competing want to be there the day before to walk stages and and you know they yeah. want to visualize their stages at night and all that stuff that's their decision mm-hmm. at the end of the day i mean yeah. I, I do it when i'm shooting and i'm being serious about it i i want to go out and walk stages ahead of time oh yeah but that's the that's the trade-off is that you have to, you're going to get an extra night of hotel rooms. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just thinking about it, I'm like, I, I know there's going to be people who complain about it. Right? Oh, there's sure. going to be people who, who say, "Hey, two half days, why is it that way?" I've actually seen a couple folks talking about it on Me too. the the book face already, right? But um, but yeah, I mean, th- there's a reason for that, guys. Um, it, it's it's not just because we want you to have to spend more money. It's because we we understand that this sport can be very demanding, right? And for for people, some people they like to have that rest time. 
Um, and from a logistics standpoint, it helps us uh, run the match in a way that, that makes the sense for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about things like the the range layout, right? Because the, the two sets of bays, you have the, the, the 12 main bays and then the nine new ones, right? They're split a little bit. There's a little bit of distance between them. Not a lot. I mean, it's still walkable, but, uh, but there's a little bit of distance between them. Um, and then, um, you know, wanting to get out on Sunday, you know, afternoon, midday, and as opposed to, you know, five or six o'clock, um, giving folks time to actually have like an award ceremony and that sort of thing. Right. Um, I don't know if Dan's decided if we're going to do an actual award ceremony or not, Corey, but, uh, it's something we haven't seen at Buckeye for a few years. Right. I mean, I, I think whether we do a formal like award ceremony or not is, is up in the air yet, but I think we're definitely planning on having something there. And after party, um, you know, it's probably realistically, it's probably more likely to have some awards given out, but it'll be, you know, because Bobby Q is going to be there. So I, I don't, we forgot about well, that. We're going to have good food. We're going to have right. good food. So might as well stick around on Sunday, eat lunch because Bobby's awesome. And then that'll give us some time to tabulate the scores um, mm-hmm. and give the hour that we need to give for the uh, arbitration, arbitration period. Yeah. And then, we'll sit, sit down and, and pass out awards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking of the arbitration period, I, 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 I want to, I haven't decided how I want to do the arbitration period for this yet. So normally it's an hour um, that can be changed, but uh, I'm not sure if I want to do that yet. I'll talk to Dan and, um, and Paul and see, but so that's actually a good thing, right? That would be finishing early on Sunday. Right. Because then if we have that hour, then folks can even hang around for an hour. They're not going to feel like they have to leave and not have say into what the scores look like. Um, or, you know, normally at, at a lot of level two matches, what we do is we you know, uh, take a vote from the competitors who are still present to see if they want to waive that hour. Right. Maybe somebody who would have waived the hour left because they had to get home. Now they're going to have the time and they don't have to do that. Right. So mm-hmm. they'll be able to say, hey, no, I, I don't want to do it. Right. Right. Now, Corey, do you have at the range, are you have the facilities to do paperless scoring? Yeah, so. Um, well, paper, got, paperless backup, I'm sorry. We've got whole range Wi-Fi. Um, you know, confirm that here in the spring, but that's one thing that Cardinal has, has told us that they are willing to help us with is whole range Wi-Fi. And they've already got pieces and parts of that in place. Um, and then we do have printers that we're planning on possibly using. It's kind of an up in the air. Um, we like the idea after working nationals the last couple of years and they've used printers and we've used printers at other matches locally. Um, we kind of like the idea of giving the shooter a print off of what they did. Now, whether we print two copies, one for the, the match or not, that's kind of up in the air, but we like the idea of giving that, that print off to the shooter to say, okay, hey, this is how you did, because it also speeds up the conversation. Mm-hmm. People don't walk back up to you afterwards and say, hey, what was my hit factor again? How many alphas did I get? Yeah, you don't get they, oh, well, that, uh, well, let's be fair here. They still do that. They right. still do that, but you then point them at point to their slip in their hand and say, hey, what? I don't know. What What did you get? Did you look at you it? Know? I mean, did, or right. did you just hit the freaking button? <laughs> so that, I think but that he... is a way to help. Um, it's, it's all a match flow thing. Mm-hmm. Printers are way better than, than written down paper backups. Yeah, it saves tons of time. Oh, yeah. Because then you can actually have three on, three, like say you had three staff workers, well, range officials. One of them's not worried about a paper backup. 
and getting drawn away. They can be focused on the stage or what their task is as that third man. So that, that's actually a really good point for, for folks who, who may not have been a range official before. If you have three people on a stage, that's like the bare minimum for, for me um, mm -hmm. being a range master. I want at least three on every single stage because each one of them is going to have different responsibilities while there's a competitor who's, who's shooting, right? Um, of course, you got the guy with the brick. Uh, he takes time, watches finger, that kind of thing. You got an offside, maybe two offside ROs. They're going to be watching other things like footfalls and those sort of things. Not that we're trying to catch people doing stuff, right? Because that would just be stupid. But it needs to be safe and fair. Yep. It needs to be safe and fair. Right. Ex exactly. We have we have rules for a reason, right? It's to make sure that um, you know everybody gets the same challenge, right? Um, but making sure that you can clear the range officials' headspace right, from having to worry about writing a bunch of stuff down, that's that's an amazing benefit for those range officials because, um, you know, the three of us, we've all been ROs at matches, right, um, some bigger than others. And um, in every case, you're you're not just physically exhausted at the end of the day, you're mentally exhausted too, right? And, and you know, that's the reason we drink, right? We go back to the hotel and we drink uh, just to kind of clear our minds and get ready for the, the next day. Um, well, then tack on out. the fact that it's 90 degrees outside and, and you're and you're on the verge of heat stroke too, but that's beside the point. Mm -hmm. yep. just, that just means you need to drink more water, Corey. Well, that's fair. Yep. But hopefully in May, we don't need to worry about 90 degree heat. Hopefully it'll no. be nice, like I, 70 degrees. I don't know, man. It's Ohio. You never it's know. Ohio. Just wait five I mean, minutes it, and it'll change. A week ago, it was in the 50s, and you know, Thursday night into Friday, it got into like negative 10. So, right, yeah, that's true. So, hopefully, it won't be negative 10. Hopefully, it won't be 90. Um, I keep telling Dan to put in the reservations for with Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. He's had some trouble getting a hold of her. Thanks, everybody, for stopping some way through this episode of the 2023 Buckeye Blast uh, informational video because it's awesome. I'm sitting down with my buddy Corey and Brad, um, but I need to plug the sponsors. Like we've got Go Fast, Don't Suck. Like I say in the beginning of every podcast, you need to go check them out, gofastdontsuck.net. They're great supporters of the sport and me. Can't forget, run over to Hunter's HD Gold um, and tell Brian, um, thank you for all what he does for the sport and go buy some glasses because, you, you know, you, you kind of need them. But anyway, you see them in a match, try them out, you know, and you're going to you're gonna pay them, pay for them. But anyway, they're they're awesome. Uh, don't forget also go to dominatedefense.com to get the best belt in the business. It's going to last four to five times longer than any double alpha premium belt. Uh, it's just my words because that's my experience. Uh, then we've also got uh, divtechshop.com or divtech uh, making the awesome 3D printed magnets um, that I use on my competition rigs. So they're awesome, 3D printed and affordable. And it's a small guy in the sport doing what he loves. So there's that. Check them out. Don't forget, run over to rangepanda.com. Um, Eric Steiner and Gianni Giordano, great um, shooters in the sport. Also very supportive. Um, make sure you go follow them on their social medias, um, share their posts, help them grow so they can uh, do bigger and better things. Can't forget about them. Um, are also my friends Tony and Jackie over at the Laugh and Load podcast or Pew Time, no, the Pew Time podcast over at Laugh and Load. Um, got them awesome merch. They've got my official Mini Talk shooting shirt. They've got their AFT agent shirt, which is a favorite of mine, plus the Supreme Division shirts, a.k.a. only shoot open, only division shirt, because that's what you need. And hats are coming soon, I'm being told. So get a hat if they're available now. Uh, we can't forget... TimHeronShooting.com, the guy who kind of got me started on the planet. So go check out TimHeronShooting.com. Uh, get on a class schedule near you because he's filling up quick. Uh, don't forget, Targets USA is the finest deal targetry on the planet. I say it. Steve Anderson says it because it's true. Um, Jason makes phenomenal products. Um, affordable, transportable, and um, does what you need to do. You don't have to reset it if you don't want. You can reset the rhinos if you want. I don't care. Uh, it's great for a training tool, especially if you're by yourself. But anyway, go check TargetsUSA.com. 
I tell him Manny sent you as well. Anyway, if any buy anything from any of these guys, tell him Manny sent you. Uh, just knows that they're coming for me, and you guys are uh, supporting them. So that's what I appreciate a hell of a lot. Um, don't forget Chile Custom Gunworks. Um, you know they're the spon- the title sponsor of the Michigan um, sectional this year, uh, Area Five, and they're also a stage sponsor for many other matches, including the Buckeye Blast. So go check them out. Um, I think that's all. Is that everyone for me? I think so. I think that's everybody. If I missed you, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Got a million things running through my brain now, but it's okay. But as we mentioned, we talked about G- um, GX products with Leif. Uh, we've got Southern Bobby Q. You know, he's awesome too. So go check all these awesome people out too. Uh, whoever we mentioned in the show, uh, check them out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. Go see you at the Buckeye Blast. This episode comes out and the match registration will be open. So stop now, pause the show, go register, go get signed up. It's going to be an awesome match. But anyway, let's get back to this awesome conversation with my friends, Corey and Brad, about the Buckeye Blast. Yeah, we're gonna have prime rib one night, right? Staff, that's the plan. Yes. Keep telling all me a, he keeps telling me about a prime rib prime rib carving station. <laughs> yes. Is, is Bobby gonna do it? Yeah. Oh, I'm in. All right. Yeah. Um, and and I won't say no ham, but not <laughs> ham every day. Okay. Oh. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no I guarantees, agree. but I mean, so the so that's the thing. The first day was great. We had options, but then every other day. And realistically, the second day was fine too because oh, great, it's only ham. That's fine. But then the third day was maybe ham, tomorrow will be something ham. other than ham. And yeah. then the fifth day, I got hamburgers because I was sick of ham sandwiches. I forgot you, you went over to McDonald's, didn't you? Yeah, but which was three minutes from the range, mind you, which is awesome. We the funny part was is I looked at Dan and said, "Hey, uh, do you want Subway?" Uh, um yeah i agree especially when you're on the range from tuesday all the way to sunday like that's a long time to 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 be eating ham sandwiches a lot of ham yeah Yeah. i mean you think about it think about all the freaking lunch meat now i mean i've been trying to kick this idea around about not having to stop for lunch but i mean i don't think it's you know you're ever going to get away from truly stopping for lunch at any match well, I don't know, man. Staff reset kind of helps with that situation a little bit. Yeah, you Folks could really can... you could do ten stages in a morning. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what that's what Leif's doing down at down for the classic for the uh, yep the single stack classic. So you're gonna it's have half, four yeah, it's half days only. You're gonna yep. do half you're gonna have only, flights, yeah. right? So four flights because you'd have them a.m. p.m. a.m. p.m. Well, well, right. So that's another advantage, right? There doesn't really have to be a stop for lunch when we're doing a.m. p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, flights, right? So. Um, once the competitors for the morning are done, they can go do whatever the, the heck they're going to do. Right. You right? just got to feed the staff at that point. Oh, I mean, you got to feed the staff and, you, and there's, there are those all day competitors. Right. But you know, having things split at the middle of the day helps things out. That's why we do it that way at nationals. Right. You, you have, you know, um, two separate flights that shoot over three days and they're either, you know, morning, afternoon, morning or afternoon, morning, afternoon. And, uh, it gives them the time to go do the things that they want to want to do. That's that's part of the reason we're doing staff reset. It's a part of the reason that we're doing the the two half day format as well, because it, it'll make things all around um, better. There'll be more availability to do the things you want to do. Yeah, that's true. Now, Corey, are you guys going to work on having like a sponsor row or like a dedicated stop for like vendor area? The vendor area um, just because of timing and match flow. But because of staff reset and the fact that we're only doing ha- like half day format, there'll be plenty of time to stop at the vendors. Either you know, if you're shooting Saturday afternoon, Sunday, you can stop either Saturday morning or you know 
or any time because you can walk away from your squad after you shoot the stage. You could walk away and go chit chat with Leif or Brian. Yeah. Um, you know, and as far as the vendor row, that's really dependent on who wants to come. So we've talked to Brian. I know Brian is interested. I don't know whether he's put together his calendar yet or not. Leif is planning on being there. You know, so it's just a matter of if there's a vendor row, we're going to make sure that it's, it's convenient. It's located conveniently so that people can go talk to our vendors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'd love to have as many vendors out there as possible, but it, if it doesn't make sense for them, I'm, I'm not going to force them to come. Right. Yeah. And I mean, most, it depends on what they're, where they're at, where they're located. I know, you know, like even Corey Shields max the week, two weekends or the weekend prior to, to Buckeye, you know, their title sponsor ain't going to be there because all the way down from Florida or whatever. Yeah. So um, Da Vinci's a sponsor of our match too. My guess is he probably won't be there, um, but Corey will be. And Corey's planning on setting up some sort of booth. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't set up a booth, I'm going to make him set up a booth. But I still He's want him the to only be the drink station. The drink station sponsor is like right. the best idea ever. That's just a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having a drink station, somebody sponsor, you know, beverages for folks. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we... Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead, Corey. I like to say Shields and, and Da Vinci are going to be the PCC division sponsor. sponsor. So whether they're, you know, I, my guess is Da Vinci won't be there. Um, if they're, if they are able to come up, great. But my guess is they'll only come up for one if they do come up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, uh, have you figured out a title sponsor yet? We're still working on that. But Dan's got some, some irons in the fire on that one. So not Click Consulting? <laughs> no, Click Consulting <laughs> is not going to be a title sponsor. Hey, why don't, why don't you give Duda a call? See if GoFast Don't Suck wants to come over. I, I mean, I've been in touch with them. But okay, good. Alex, if you uh, would, wouldn't mind greasing some wheels there, that would be great. I mean, I got a, got a hold of him anyway. So, I mean, I think he somewhat listens to these, probably just to laugh at my ass as I talk on the internet. But Make make memes out of Manny. He hasn't right. yet, and I'm sad. Like, I want to be a meme. Well, maybe that's why he hasn't hasn't done it, because he wants to make you sad. I mean... I, no, it's making me sad. Yeah, and it sucks. But I no, I'll I can talk to Bill. I got to talk to Bill about so much other shit anyway as it is. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, trophies going to do trophies, plaques, cups. You know, that's that's something that really hasn't been decided yet, or at least hasn't been communicated to me. Beer bongs, beer bongs. You know, if you can get a hold of Dan, maybe you should convince him to do something weird. I mean, that's true. I mean, the other option we have is we could commit to something now and make Dan do it since he didn't show up. That's that's fair. I tried to get Dan. Dan's uh, at home celebrating Christmas with his family. Um, he, he said his dad is there. I said, Let's, that's great. Get him on. <laughs> and he said no. So yeah. I mean, we could definitely commit to something crazy like beer bongs. Um, I mean, maybe a staff gifts, right? Staff give beer bongs. But I mean, it really, I don't know. That whiskey cup was really good. Last year, oh, are we? Are, is there going to be a prize table? I guess I'm going to totally diverge this and go. Is there going to be a prize table for competitors to make them feel special? Um, there will definitely be prizes for competitors. Um, not exactly sure what that looks like quite yet, but there will definitely be prizes for competitors. We know that competitors want to walk away with something. Stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if it's like a, a gift card for a shield buffer, I mean, everyone wants it. It may, it, that's the one part you're going to need to build that whole PCC because you don't have anything yet, right? Yeah, right. I mean, and, and Buckeye's always had prizes for competitors, but last several years, it, it's been random draw, right? So right. Um, it, I would kind of like to get back to, to where, you know, prizes are awarded based on performance. So right? we're, I, we're also planning on doing some cash. 
some cash payout. So it's a matter that will definitely be on performance. So I think yeah. what the the thought process is, is let's put some cash aside for performance and then do some random draw prizes for everybody. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's the hardest thing. You talk to somebody and they say, oh, I love when, you know, the good shooters all love when you do, you know, prize table walks like Nationals does because they get their choice of anything on the prize table. And the the regular everyday shooter complains about it. Yeah, so, they're stuck with some flashlight or some gizmo. Yeah, something that they're, they're never going to use because yeah. the, the pro shooter walked up and grabbed the gun because, hey, they're the first ones that, that are through. And then they go and sell the gun. Yeah, even before they leave, they sell that suck. They sell that cert, and it's gone. Right. So, I mean, it, we're going to try and do a balance of the two. We don't want to um, – we want to make it fun. And the biggest thing is we want pro shooters to be at our match because we think that draws other people too. Mm -hmm. You know, how often do you get an opportunity to say, hey, I shot with Nils? Very rarely. Mm -hmm. But – you know, the fact that w the location, the range is where it is. Carry Optics Nationals is a month later. People are, people want to be out there because they want to see the range. They want to get familiar with, hey, this is yep. a brand new place. Come out, shoot Buckeye, and then come back a month later, a little bit later, a little bit more than a month later and shoot. Right. And they can go back too. to their club instead of being a keyboard warrior. They can say, oh, I've been to Cardinal Shooting Center. It's an awesome facility. Um, the old pictures don't do it justice. I mean, it was still a nice facility in the original pictures, but you know, everyone complained about what the bays looked like. But now they're not going to be like that. They're going to have the the bet. You have all 21 bays to play with if you wanted, and they can really experience it for themselves and then decide if they're going to go to nationals because what Karyoptic slots are already going out. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, as section coordinator here, I've already sent the slots out to, to, to folks here in the section. Now, do you do that um, for your bylaws? What is it? You send them to the club and then the club gets to decide or you send them to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I send them to the club based on club uh, activity, mm -hmm. right? And yep. then um, the, the match directors get to decide who they, they give them to. Right. We now, do the do you, same thing in the north. Uh, that's how we do it in, in Michigan as well. Like the section coordinator pushes them out to the clubs who on their activities. So I think, is, I think that's the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that you're, and then there's still going to be slots for performances at level two and level three matches that people still get like off the top, right. you know, even above the section slots. Yeah, I mean you fin finish first in in your uh, in your class at your area match, and you're you're getting a slot to to that nationals, right? So, um, it's it's a pretty cool deal, I think. Um, and of course, you know, I I you know as a section coordinator, I don't reserve one for myself either. I don't I don't want to take away from from others in the section. Well, right, because you're already going to typically work the match anyway, so it makes no Most sense. Most likely. So you're not going to need a slot to be a competitor. So Right. I mean, if it were, you know, by chance I decided I didn't want to work the match, right, I, I would maybe say, hey. Uh, you would get all the shit in the world for not working the match, just like me. I, I, like, I can't I go to a match without working. Yeah. It's like, hey, why aren't you working this match, right? We. I mean, the bigger thing for us, so the way we said, so at Cardinal, we got one slot for carry optics. There were three slots given to the um, Ohio North, and, and Cardinal was one of the clubs that had enough um, activity points to get a slot. Because you and, have a ton of carry optics shooters. Exactly. Cardinal. Well, exactly. Think, yeah, and if you think about it, you're a new club. Like, this is, right. you know, you're we very brand second, new. We were the second largest, by activity points, second largest club in the Ohio North section mm -hmm. this year. 
and we're the this was our first year. So the cool part about it was Dan and I got to sit down and, and figure out our slot policy. So the slot went out to someone who actually helped us set up quite a bit. Um, and the, the two biggest qualifications were, did they shoot our match? And how did they support the club? And how did they support the club is how did they help set up? So the guy that got it um, is a great help to our club. He shot carry optics all year. And he, you know, I think he shot carry optics six of the eight matches that we ran and helped set up at least six out of the eight matches that we ran. Yeah. And Dan was, it was doing a no brainer. Yeah. And Dan's been doing something cool. Like for a while, what he was comping them with their, their match and the gas fee. Right. Yeah. So that's, that builds great rapport for the, the club. You know, they're wanting to take care of the people who help set up. And I know it's a bitch to get people to help set up. Like, I don't know what you got, like Corey, this what three or four people who sh- usually show up for you guys. I mean, but... we had a really consistent three people, yeah. myself, Dan and Anthony Zabonic. Now yeah. uh, other people. So Josh um, Eldridge, he came and helped set up. He's the one that got the slot. Um, we've got a couple other guys that have come out like two or three times, but it wasn't cons- the four of us really were the consistent core who mm-hmm. set the matches. And the biggest thing is we don't want that to stay the same. We want more people out there because I always told people, I said, if it was just Dan and I, we're only going to set up five stages yep. and it's going to be five speed shoots. <laughs> you get, you get 10 people out and we can send it split into two um, crews, we'll set up 10 or 11 stages because we can. Yeah. You got the mat, you got the bodies to do the, put the work around. You're also smart. You have impact drivers to, to pound nails in the ground. Yep. Um, everyone needs one of those. Uh, you can go Huge get one. Time saver. Go, if you need something that you already have a bit, go to shooting sports innovations. They've got you one. I mean, it's like 40 bucks, but still like go buy it. It'll save your back and your hand. <laughs> oh, they're great. They're 40 bucks. Well worth it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, for us, we maybe have six people who saw help set up on a on occasional basis, but it, you know, it's a it's a dedicated core crew, and we set up certain types of stages and of certain te- difficulty or technicality. It's like, as a shooter in this sport, if you want something different, don't just speak up and bitch. Like, speak up, bitch, and then solve. Give us a, an actual solution. It's like, give me a stage design. If you want to see this on the ground, give me something ahead of time, so I'm not coming up with something, or my people aren't coming up with something. We're at, you know, give us something you want. And the biggest thing for us, too, is we've got flexibility. If Mm -hmm. you say, hey, Corey, I can't be there on Saturday, but I can come out on Thursday night and set a stage, great. Mm -hmm. We might end up having to change a little bit of it just on the debugging, making sure that it's, you know, every stage that we set for a club match is looked at two to three times before it gets out for for the club. And then for a major, we're out there from Sunday through the following Sunday um, for setup and then the match. So it, we're going to look at those stages five, six, seven times before they they see a shooter. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, if you can't be out there, especially for club matches, if you can't be out there on Saturday to help us set up, hey, I will have no problem making sure that you have access to the walls and the target stands to set up the match, you know, to set up a stage or two on Thursday night when you can go out. Oh yeah, Brad, I was going to add. Yeah, I was going to add. You know, one one of the other reasons we want more input from more competitors is so things don't get stale. I mean, it's the same reason that we're grabbing stages from as many of the clubs in, in Ohio as we can for the state championship, right? We don't want 
things to be all the same. We don't have one to all have the same flavor, right? So if you've got ideas, right, bring them to us, right? Even if you've never designed a stage before, maybe you don't know the rules for stage design and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's in the rule book so you can read it, right? But um, it helps to have somebody with experience to, to help you out with that. So if you've got ideas, um, especially if you're, you're in my section and shoot at the clubs I shoot at, come to me. I'll gladly help you figure that stuff out, right? And then you can start submitting stage designs of your own. Um, there's almost always, you know, a call for stage designs for the, the bigger major matches, right? We're doing it. Um, I know, um, there's, you know, pretty much every nationals, they, they said, Hey, um, you know, submit some stage designs. Usually it's, you know, we're looking for this kind of stage or something like that. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with wanting to, to contribute in a way that, mm-hmm. um, even if you're not going to help set up. Right. I, I wish you would uh, just because that's one of the things that we have the most issue with. But um, even if you're not going to help set up, if you can contribute to design, um, that's that's a way that you can help because then that's you know less brain space somebody else has to take doing that same thing. That takes time. I mean, it takes it a lot of time. And um, even if so, I will send a stage to Dan and Dan will say, oh, I like this part and this part. That's perfectly fine. I mm-hmm. I you know, as long as that's helping him out because he gets a little bit, a little bit's taken off his plate for a monthly match. So if you guys say, Hey, Corey, I, I want to set it. I, I don't really know a full stage, but here's my idea for, for the basis of the stage, send it to us. We, we will be happy to rework that or put that into a full stage. And whether that's for a club match or a major or, or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, someone's going to help you. They're going to help you figure it out and they're going to mentor you. Um, SketchUp, you can find it free on the internet or you can do those awesome 3D kits, even though the scale's not quite right on the kits. Uh, yeah, but th- so that's the thing. You know, the scale's not right on the kits, but the scale's not right on paper versus what it looks like on the ground anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, you can design and SketchUp. You can put it on a freaking napkin for all I care, right? <laughs> or you can be um, like me and buy a uh, 3D printer and go print your own <laughs> set and you spend a lot more money buying a 3d printer and printing your own set then you would just go buy the kit but hey the scale's right yeah <laughs> but, but but then you can also use your 3d printer to make parts for your, your reloading press right right um or my gun but <laughs> i mean, it, yeah. I mean yeah. you're gonna make a follower lower now <laughs> no. yeah so i mean there's definitely you know Paper napkin, um, just hopefully it's not a dirty napkin. I'd hope, like, don't yeah, wipe don't mean don't wipe your mouth with it and then draw something on it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, hand, hand drawn is fine. I mean, as long as you, you get the idea um, of, of what you're that's trying where to they do started. That's I mean, where yeah. people started. I mean, you know, yeah. And, and 20 years ago, when they, we didn't have SketchUp or 3D printers, people were hand drawing stages, and that worked fine. Yep. So, yeah, and there's definitely a lot. You know, we can there's a lot to give back to the sport too. Like you could volunteer your time in some form of way, being a staff, you know, stages help set up. Um, every, everyone appreciates every form of help. Cause I know every match director usually is pulling their hair out at, you know, you know, the, the twilight hour of the match and like, shit, there's so much shit that still needs to be done. I'm only one person, but that's why you have like a committee or a crew of people who are like, all right, cool. You get this job, you get this job, you have this job, you know, do it. Yep. But, and that's a nice thing about, you know, the Buckeye Blast this year is, you know, Corey, you, you are building a team to take care of all these things and figure it out. You know, it's not just on Dan, it's not on you. It's not on, just on Paul or Brad. It's a whole like group collaborative uh, effort 
And uh, yeah, that's the, I think that was the one thing I listened to a lot of podcasts more recently and um, Hop, Matt Hopkins with area three. That's one thing he preached was assign people to do things so that you're not doing everything. So that's kind of what I've, what Dan and I have discussed is let's make sure that neither of us are doing everything so that a, if something happens and we can't next year, one of us can pick it up and B we're not overwhelming ourselves. It's like Dan and I have split sponsorship, you know, kind of down the middle. I'm taking care of staffing and stats. He's taking care of all the money, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. So we've, we're making sure that we're using our skill sets to the max because we're good at certain, certain things and not good at others. Fortunately, Dan and I kind of offset each other. I mean, you're, yeah, you're both in the, the financial field. So it makes things, you know, you're good with the money, right? You can figure out how you got to stretch it and make it move and, and what you need out of sponsorships too. It's like, well, we have enough cash liquidated to be able to, you know, with all these match fees, I don't necessarily need cash, but most sponsors won't give you cash anyway. Well, I mean, you might, cause you actually have cash on the table you're talking about. So. Yeah. So we've got some sponsors that are given cash instead of price, um, instead of um, soft dollar prizes. But, right. And some, and some companies are better than for that too. Right. Like they're just like, I oh, screw it. Yeah. And we're not just going for the traditional places either. We're mm -hmm. talking to local companies and saying, Hey, do you guys want to be a part of our, our match? You know, if they're pro gun, there's no reason why, or, or not, I shouldn't say pro gun. If they're just not anti-gun and they mm -hmm. want, you know, if it's a restaurant and they want um, people to come there, why not put a banner up at the match? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Oh yeah. And that, there's a whole untapped potential. I mean, we've every, every podcast probably talks about it of getting Coke, Pepsi, whatever to get sponsored, you know, bring big dollars back into the sport, but we got to take it one step at a time in the local areas, the local major twos um, to help, you know, bring that up. And, and it's somewhat hard for some of these businesses nowadays to even give any money because of what happened with the economy with COVID, you know, everything getting rocky and you still can't get anything. I bet there's still things that are on back order that people wanted in 2020. But even if you can, you know, even if an, you can find a, a mom and pop place that can order you two pallets of water or a mm -hmm. pallet of water and they can sell it to you at cost. Well, that's way better than going to Walmart or Sam's Club and buying water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one step closer to having water on every day, right? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, if you can find a place that already has coolers and that you can borrow their coolers in exchange for sponsorship, great. Now I don't have to go buy coolers. You know, mm -hmm. so there's so many different things that you can think outside the box to find for your match that you don't have to go spend more money for it. And that's, I think, the biggest reason why you don't have just stage and division sponsors that are, you know, $2,000, You've got golds and silvers and bronzes where, you know, the lowest sponsorship goes down to, I think it's less than $100 if you want, you know, recognition in the matchbook. But that's, that's okay if, or that's great if, hey, if you're letting me borrow coolers in exchange for recognition in the matchbook, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, and it is. And it's the step we need to take in the right direction to be able to make this bigger and better. Because the, the more you can make it, it doesn't hurt to put someone in the matchbook or put their banner up or get them a banner made for the cost of what they're bringing back to you, making right. your life easier. 
Yeah, it takes 10 seconds to, to add a name to a, to a matchbook that's going to be published digitally anyway, right? Right, or, or two um, minutes to put the banner up that they supply. Yep. Right. Yeah. Just to have me turn around and say, hey, you're going to have to move that banner because it's in a bad spot. <laughs> Good oh, thing Dan. Dan's in charge of all the banners. So send all banners to Dan. So we're going to get banners with a bunch of dicks on the back. So you, you can't hide it somewhere <laughs> or another. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure to have him move a bunch of banners then now that you said that. Yeah, yeah. Alex, when are you sponsoring my match? I don't know. Is there an affordable uh, Is there an affordable slot for me? I'm, I mean, he said less than 100 bucks. That's pretty affordable, right? Yeah, what's, the, uh, what's the advertising value of this podcast? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out. There you go. I mean, I'm already making sure I'm going to pimp my own match with my banners, so that's why I got to hit up, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, if I put enough work all year into this crap, it's not crap, but all year into this stuff, it's like, better well to put my own shit up. I mean, I, I'm very grateful. I have Matt Cheely very close to us, so and he's good friends with, you know, my one of my range masters, so it, it makes it very easy to be like, all right, just sign here, and this is what you're going to give us. But, yeah, um, we were fortunate. Matt's Matt's on board for a uh, stage sponsor as well. Yeah, that is awesome. Matt Matt Chile does he makes great parts because that's why he's awesome. But and that's why you need those grips on your staccatos or your prodigies because they will work and make your gun better. I mean, this is half of my commercial right there. Shame, shameless plug for Matt Chile. I mean, uh, usually I, I edit this at some point and then I have to do like a whole like five minute commercial that everyone has to sit through to get to the second half of the show. So it's usually how it goes. I mean, we've been we've been plugging a lot of the the best sponsors in the sport throughout the entire conversation, right? Yeah, we got you know Bobby Q's gonna be hit. That's freaking awesome. I haven't had a Bobby Q breakfast burrito, and I'm gonna be getting all of those. Like, oh, those oh, are so good, so good, so good. All right, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's exciting. Bobby Q's gonna be there, and uh, Brian. Hopefully, I hope Brian comes. I miss seeing Brian. I love seeing him at any match I can. Uh, he makes it. He makes it that match even more of an event because he's there. He's got the kind of golds. Um, I'm glad kind of gold's actually rebranding though. Like they're going to get rid of the hemp leaves on the cans, which, which isn't a big deal, but when you want to take them into work, it's kind of like, I got to put a sleeve. I got to put a koozie on this darn can. Like, I mean, some of us still have to go yeah. into the office. Brad doesn't have to worry about that. Cause he just works from home forever. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I do got to go to customers every now and then, you know, life of a sales guy. So oh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to take a cone of gold into one of my customers. Although I probably wouldn't care even if I did. Um, but uh but yeah oh yeah that'd be a good sponsor kind of gold for a for a stage or something Corey. the uh the staff dinner drinks of choice there you go i don't know has anyone tried mixing those yet because i'm i'm kind of curious if someone's gonna mix them i don't i don't know that i would want it at dinner man um energy drinks they'll keep me up all night yeah maybe they'll sponsor our breakfast there you go let's talk to them yeah and then I'm assuming there's plenty of hotels. Are you going to put us on a close hotel or how far is our drive from the hotel? So Dan's working on that, but the two hotels that we're talking to are um, like 10, 15, 20 minutes away. Well, that's not but it's all high, like it's all highway driving. Mm-hmm. So there, unfortunately there is no hotel at the match, like the match, the exit that the match is at, but there's a couple hotels, one exit South and there's a couple more hotels, two exits South. Um, the hotel that I would like to stay out is at Polaris, which there's a ton of stuff to do. There's places to go eat, eat food, you know, great hotel, especially being there for a week. Or, um, it's nice to have a little bit higher end or a little bit more, um, comfortable hotel mm-hmm. because who doesn't want to stay, who wants to stay at the, uh, the motel six for a week. 
Yeah, and, and then for, for folks who like to use Airbnb instead of hotels, I'm sure there's plenty of Airbnb oh, yeah. spots around, yeah. right? So if you want to get a group of folks together, five, six, seven guys or, or five, six, seven people, because not everybody's a guy, I guess, mm-hmm. um, then you could probably find a, an Airbnb for a really good price, um, really close to the range. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's it's there's endless opportunities, right? Oh, and don't forget, Leif's going to be there. Is he going to shoot one day? I'm assuming, and then sit it. Oh, if he didn't, I would be surprised. Yeah, yeah Leif will. Leif will definitely be there. It's yeah. just a matter of what he's doing for us. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good to see Leif. You can everyone can either give him shit or buy a holster he's got on hand if he's got any, because that's the time to buy. If you need a holster now, that's what you do is you just buy it off of him, like right there. Hand him two hundred dollars and call it. You're overpaying. You're not overpaying for. It. You're gonna pay more than the MSRP, but it'll be worth it because you don't have to wait. But and he uh, also reps like I mean he's got Henning stuff too. So I mean mm-hmm. he's got the what is it the T one thousand. Oh yeah, those hang those hangers are awesome. Those hanging hangers are, are amazing. The hangers yeah, are cool. The T nine hundred. I need to upgrade yeah. from my, I've got a boss hanger on order from Leif and I need to call him and say, Hey, send me a Henning. Yeah. Just, yeah. Pay, just drop him another hundred bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're going to love the hanger, but it, you're going to be like, okay, this thing's painful just to, to get it set up exactly how I like it. it, it there's so many different options with that thing. It's like, yeah. okay, i got to figure this out. Right. But, uh, but yeah, best holsters and hangers out there, GX products and, and Henning. Yep. And then you can get, if you need a target focus trainer, you can get one from Stonebridge uh, Gunworks. I mean, because those are handy. But yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked a lot about this match, but I guess to summarize, because we're getting near the end, is, uh, you know, 13 awesome stages that are going to be vetted, debugged, plus Chrono with two half days. So then Bobby Q's going to be there. So, I mean. Yeah, how, two half how, days means you can have lunch from him twice. Yes. Who doesn't love that? That's, and that's worth going. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just keep stopping by. He, he'll thank you later. Uh, just make sure you uh, uh, show him some love, right? Because that that he keeps hot coffee ready all day long. So coffee, coffee's good all time. I don't know. I mean, it's good in the summertime. It's good in the winter. I mean, coffee is coffee. Yep. But yeah, um, guys. If you can, you think of any final words we need to speak about this match before we call this a wrapper? Did we have any questions that you needed to answer? We answered all of those questions through our Excellent. flowing, Perfect. easy conversation. Magnificent. Great job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll see Corey. He's their stats guy and other planner. Brad, he's going to be a, a range master. It's the, congratulations on making range master, my friend. Thank you. And uh, guys, until next time, get out and do things. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>